Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though, and I want to be the first to say, Happy New Year, you (laughs) made it. It's a new year, it's a new decade, it's a new day. Welcome to the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Here's to another 10. (laughs) Here's to another 10. (laughs) Ashley, were you excited to see 2019 go? Were you excited to wave it goodbye? I really was. Like, I was feeling all the, you know, boy bye memes and the, you know, 2019 goodbye peace sign memes. Like, I'm I'm feeling (laughs) that vibe, you know? It was a year. I felt like it was not a bad year so many amazing things happened and then also i don't know that i've ever been more tired at the end of a year in my lifetime so i was like goodbye exhaustion hello whatever's not that <laughs> yes hello refreshment yes. hello energy hello yes. vitamins hello margin give me all yes. the things <laughs> hello sleep hello, hello drinking sleep. enough water yes hello all of it <laughs> Hello, no more white cheddar Cheez-Its. <laughs> oh, I know, Tiffany. I'm so glad that you're giving those up, but I, I yeah. definitely had some Cheez-Its in your honor oh, while we gosh. were in Texas for Christmas. And that seems like the place to eat Cheez-Its. Texas, it's really, you like Cheez-Its? That's where it happens. Yeah, you eat them. You eat Cheez-Its and you eat jalapeno, um, what are they called? Cheese curls. Delicious. What? You know, Cheese you curls? All the things you're not supposed to eat. Mm-hmm. <gasps> so good. What? Cheetos. I mean, you Cheetos. Eat- Cheetos. Cheetos. Oh, jalapeno Cheetos. That's what they are. You know what? Um, you got to eat something when you're playing Uno. You you do. It's necessary. You got to eat something. We had a game night last night with um, two couples. They're both in their late 40s, early 50s, and they brought their adult daughters with them. So it was like each couple plus two, do- two daughters each. Amazing. And it was savage. It was unreal. And the one of the younger ones, I think she's like a senior in high school, just demolished us in every game we played. It was wow. unreal. Good yeah. for her. Yeah, she was kind of killing it. I'm proud of her. She was. I just want to say, but to to get through it, I might have consumed a fair amount of uh, Hershey Kisses, which I felt real bad because they're not fair trade, but I didn't buy them with my own money. Um, and what else was on the what else was on the docket? Oh, some almond roca, which is a Tacoma Tacoma. Yes. Local. Yeah. And uh, did you know those are made here? No way. I mean, I yeah. only see them at holidays. Honestly, like people, I feel like they buy them for holiday tables, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> They're so good. Yeah, I only see them during the holidays. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know, just some stuff we shouldn't be eating. I have to tell you something fun, listeners. Ashley sent me the funniest, funniest meme. And it was this obese cat <laughs> talking about, like, when you're just like, yeah, I'm going to eat it. It's the holidays, whatever. And then you find yourself, you're like, oh, yep, I did. I ate all the things. And we, we <laughs> often talk about body positivity and just... Yes. Living intuitively and and doing your best and having reasonable expectations for yourself and not trying to be somebody you're not. However, mm-hmm. when you have decided to go ahead and eat all the things at the holidays, mm-hmm. I just want to say you will too feel like that cat that just can't lift its legs up and can barely open its eyes. Mm-hmm. I just, I told my husband, I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, you should have seen my... <laughs> 
at Trader Joe's. We went shopping yesterday. The 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 veggies were just like out. There's just nothing to buy. Like it was just right. gone. Everybody's getting ready to do their cleanses. It's like New Year, New You. We're gonna be juicing. We're gonna be you know taking shots of wheatgrass. Everybody's I mean, gonna be doing all the things. You know to it. I was like, okay, <laughs> go get me some broccoli and salmon. Let's do this. That's right. Totally. Oh yeah, it was good. Anyway. We say Happy New Year to you. We are excited. 2020 is going to be all kinds of good on the Why The Podcast. And we thought it would be fitting to start with what, Ashley? Adulting. Now, here's the thing. Now, here's the thing, people. You may be listening to this, and we have listeners of all ages and stages. And you may think adulting. Mm, That's not for me. I'm past that. I have an AARP card and I collect social security. And I just have to say, adulting is adulting is adulting. It is for all of us. Mm-hmm. It is not just it for is. the millennials who didn't learn how to cook in home ec. It is for all of us because adulting means living like an adult and not a child. Yes. So I think that there is something we can all learn. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree. And we're going to cover so many topics, everything arranging from emotional intelligence to relating to others, to romance, career and business, who we're becoming. We want to tackle all the things because we really do believe the key to life is learning how to be a healthy adult. And that takes every single moment of every single day, growing, changing, figuring out what to say yes to, what to say no to, what to quit, what to start, how to set good boundaries, how to love other people. I mean, we've got some amazing plans for you that are going to be a blessing to you as you start off your year. Mm, so good. Now, for this week one of adulting, what comes to mind, Ashley, when you think of like adulting 101? What's the basic permission to play? Yes. And or be 18 and above. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for me, I don't know if this is like for 18 and above only, but I definitely think that one of the first steps is to think about who you're becoming. And we talk about this a lot on the podcast. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, we we sort of hinted at this, but thinking about the person you're becoming, because the older you get, the more rules you have, the more standards you have, the more ideas you have in your head that you have to achieve, the more things you have to pull off, the less of an adult you start to become. You start to have to perform all the time to pretend and, you know, make things work and to suck it up sailor and never really address what's really going on in your soul or what's really happening in your heart or the pace that you're running at. And so the very first step we think is to address who you're becoming, because that really should inform all of your doing. And that really should inform all of your relationship ideas and goals. And that really should inform, you know, your faith and your finances, where you spend your money, how you live your life is who do you want to be? Not yeah. what do you want to do, but who do you want to be? And I think that that can keep us from a lot of pain, a lot of disappointment, a lot of unmet expectations if we will sort of settle that question on the front end. Absolutely. I think we overextend ourselves before mm-hmm. we even get started. And we yes. really wanted to tackle this on the first episode of the new year because we all have 50 million goals and we forget to think, who do I want to be when yeah. I stand at 2029 or 2030 oh 2030 Mm -hmm. what is this the space age (laughs) it is gonna be a crazy (laughs) it just feels weird to say 2030 it does i guess we always thought 2020 would be weird to say say but when you think we are (laughs) but when you think of that and ashley i know you will actually be close to 50 by that point because i know you always talk about when you're 50 but but when we think of that Listeners, that was not a dig at her age. It's a joke. If you've listened to our episodes for quite some time, you know that Ashley has embraced aging in a very beautiful way. 
and she will let you know how close to 50 she is more often than you thought you needed to know. So listen, because I'm thinking about who I want to become by yeah, the time I'm halfway through my life. That's so I'm right. thinking about it. Okay. That's right. I'm thinking That's about right. it. That's mm. right. <laughs> so good. But, but to her point, right? Thinking about who you're going to be when you stand at whatever age you picture in your mind, we can only get there by, by becoming in one direction, not spreading ourselves thin and going every direction. It's yeah. moving in one direction of the things we care about, the things that matter most to us, uh, our values, learning what to cut out because there is so much to cut out. Yes. And when we try to be all the things and do all the things right out the gate, it is such a recipe for failure. I have a very good example yeah. of this. In junior high, I was in seventh grade and we had to run the mile and it was it was a competition it wasn't just like you have to run the mile to pass the class it was like we want to know who's coming in first through 20th you know we were all gonna have a number by the end and I was like oh gotta get in that top 10 so I sprinted out and led for the first oh you know quarter (laughs) a quarter of the bend not even like quarter of a mile (laughs) quarter of the first bend and I was like oh but I didn't pace myself right? right I didn't think about like I have to do four laps of this like what is it going to take because I definitely was athletic enough to finish somewhat in the top 10-ish but not athletic enough to finish first I knew my limits but it's this idea of knowing that if we want to go the different distance we can't spend ourselves right out the gate and we're depleted with nothing left we have to really identify what we're going to go after because this life is hard yeah. and just being in relationships with people is draining enough. Yeah. So, and, and pursuing a career and all the things we want to do. So really identifying where you're going to start. It's so important. It really is. I just was having this moment in the shower today where I was like, cause that's the one place I can go by myself, by the way, to just think. And so I was in there just thinking about, man, God, at what point is it enough? You know, like I was thinking back on 2019 and thinking about what I wanted to do for 2020. And I was already feeling behind before I've even started. And so I just needed that sweet um, moment with the Holy Spirit to just remind me that I'm not behind and to remind me that it's okay, that like I can start where I am. I can start with what I have and I can put my hand to the plow knowing that I'm not behind, that I haven't lost anything and that there's still so much to gain. And that helped me sort of set my mental state to begin to pace myself. So I really love what you're saying. Cause I do think when you feel behind already, um, and for me, that was just getting behind in the holidays on a lot of work stuff and getting behind on a few deadlines that I have and having to sort of reorder my life, but then just realizing, you know what, life is life and things yeah. that were priority were the right priority. And so it's okay. I'm not behind. I made the right choices. And so that's what I had to remind myself was like, I made choices based on the priorities that I have for my relationships, for my family, for the direction my life is headed. And so I'm not going to begin this year feeling like I'm behind. And so that was really helpful for me to just sort of set the tone of like, no, we're going to start where we are and it's going to be awesome (laughs) instead of constantly feeling like I'm striving. Cause I don't know about you, Tiffany and you listeners, but when I feel like I'm striving for me, that most definitely is when I start to feel like I'm failing and then I get filled with fear and anxiety 
because I'm like, it's not enough and I'm behind and I need to catch up and I got to do this and I got to do that. And that should not be the well from which I drink in order to live out the life that God has called me. You know, that's not, that's not it. He's, he is our portion. He is our strength. And he is the one who can, you know, be that well that we need that never runs dry. And in him is so much more joy than all of my effort and all of my striving. And so I wanted to set my mental state appropriately. And I think that's a big part of who you're becoming and making your life sustainable. Thank you for sharing that. That is so encouraging. I feel like that addresses so many of my fears personally of, you know, sometimes we can feel like, as you said, feeling you were the behind feeling was comparing Mm -hmm. to what you hope to achieve by this point in this day, in this time. But I think we can feel behind when we see others progressing in a career that we're also in. We can feel behind when we thought relationships would be at a certain point by now or we thought we'd be married or with kids or moved on by now. And so I think that's such a word, Ashley. Thank you so much. And listeners, Mm -hmm. I hope you really receive that. You're not behind. You're starting. Put your hand to the plow. He is so faithful to walk alongside you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes. That is just, ooh, girl. Mm, That's good. I'm waving my white hanky. (laughs) Front row. You preach it, sister. Um. When we, it really is so powerful. I just was so moved by that. I, I, it really addressed so many of my unsaid thoughts, yeah. the things that I'm harboring that I would never speak out loud because they might sound so ridiculous, yeah. but the things I'm feeling. And I think this idea that we just start where we're at, I think that is yep. just so stinking powerful. Yeah. Um, and I think another thing when we realize we can start where we're at is we can, instead of trying to do all the things, which often lead to not following through, right? which is frustrating for us because then we feel like a failure, right? It's yes. frustrating to other people because yep. they don't see us as reliable. I, I, and right. I mean, wouldn't you say like there's nothing, nothing like not following through, whether it's something that, and there's times in life where you have to say, you know what, I've overcommitted here, or this isn't working, or this isn't healthy, yes. or this is yes. toxic. That That's a good time to yep. put the brakes on. But I think there are those times when we we follow through simply because we didn't allow enough margin or space to accomplish whatever it is that we yeah. were hoping to do. I agree with you. And I think that that's an important thing to address too, because that's a character issue, right? So right. sometimes it's just that we've put too much pressure on ourselves or that people have false expectations of us or whatever it might be. But then it's also, it really is a character issue. It's like, why do I keep saying yes to things I know that I can't follow through on? Where's this pressure coming from? Why do I feel like I need to say yes to all these things? And why do I think I'm the kind of person who can get all this stuff done? This is crazy. And then reordering your life. Like that's a really important thing to do. And Tiffany, I think you often bring this up, but sort of the idea of our intentions versus our impact. And so we can have all these great intentions and we can even maybe feel like, oh, I'm making this huge long to-do list and that makes me feel good. It makes me feel important. It makes me feel significant. But then the impact of that is great. I only did three of these things because that was actually what my capacity was. And then instead of recognizing good for you, you did three of those things because that's your true capacity. We're like, but there's 75 more things on this list that I didn't do. And then we live our life like a worm, you know, we're like, oh, what was me yeah. I'm not good enough I didn't do enough I'm not and it's like wait a minute why don't you celebrate what you can do and yeah. then reorder your life recognizing your real capacity the real things that are affecting and impacting you the real season of life that you're in and letting what you can do letting your output be okay and and then stop saying yes to all the things that you know you can't really do 
And I think there's times to stretch too. You know, we're big on grit. We're big on gumption. And we get a little annoyed sometimes at this whole like self-care thing where it's like, oh, self-care, but it's really people, you know, not following through on their responsibilities and having poor communication and deciding that they have excuses for everything. So we're big on grit. It's like, we're not saying don't set big, you know, audacious goals and don't, you know, try to go shoot for the stars. Like, yes, yes. And amen to that. And at the same time, don't kill yourself and don't live this life from a place of striving because that's yeah. not a blessing to you and it's not a blessing to others. Yeah. And understanding that intent versus impact is often impacting the people closest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, when we say something, our intention can be so innocent or ignorant right. and right. the impact can be hurtful and toxic and painful. And we have to own not the intent, but the impact if right. it affected somebody. And so often we want to say, oh, but I didn't mean it like that. Or that's not, that wasn't my intention. Well, it still happened hmm. and we don't get to decide how people feel. So being able to take ownership, I think adulting 101, being able to take ownership for your actions, right? Yes. <laughs> Responsibility. And yes. owning what you have done that has affected other people for the positive, for the negative, it is realizing how your actions are so directly affecting the people that you love, right. the people that you care for, and the people that are on the peripheral as well. Um, but realizing that those goals that we set, the times we do overextend ourselves, the time we don't follow through, the time we make an ignorant comment, right. that all that all lands somewhere. All of that hits somebody. Yes. Whether it is now, whether it's in the future, yep. whether it's someone close to us, whether it's somebody on the outside looking in, there's somebody who is the recipient of how we live our lives. Mm-hmm. So being able to live it with intention and mm-hmm. and doing our absolute best. We're not perfect people. Yes. Our intention isn't always going to line up with our impact. But if we can say what we're going to say and mean it, if we can say what we're going to do and do it, mm-hmm. if we say what we're going to act and act it out, if we can really follow through on that. I think... There's no better mirror for that and really fact checker for that than children. It's so true. (laughs) It's true. I think also we have to remember that our most consistent interactions with ourselves and and with others are defining what reality is. So I do think, you know, if we're constantly, you know, making promises to ourselves or over promising to ourselves and to others or saying things out loud that may or may not happen. I mean, I use such a silly, sweet example and I love that, but it does go so deep. It's like, if you're, you know, always 10 minutes late to everything, then that's people's real experience of you, you know, or you have conversations with others and you're like, wow, I actually have never had a conversation with you that wasn't Um, self-serving. Or you think like your most consistent interactions with people are defining your character and defining who you are to others and to yourself. And so it's important to address those little things and to own them and be responsible for them. Lisa Sharon Harper just recently posted like, what kind of world do you want to live in? And I thought it was a really powerful little prompt. And I went back and thought about it, but that was actually the first thing I put on my list was a a world where people take responsibility for their part and ownership of their lives. Cause I'm like, just take responsibility for your part. And I want to be a person who does that. You know, if I'm doing something that's hurting others, whether I intended to or not, I want to just own that. That's my part. You know, that is my part. I need to take responsibility for my life. I don't have to take responsibility for other people's expectations or their life or their part, but I am responsible for mine. So am I doing and saying things that are setting me up to to fail? Are they setting me up to have false expectations of myself or others? Am I setting myself up to, you know, kind of strive and be in position to do whatever? You know, I just need to really like address what is my motive here? 
and then take responsibility for it own my part and that's adulting 101 it's like owning yeah. your part and doing your part like that's all we're asking and sometimes you fail and mess up i do all the time and so that's when you know owning your um responsibility and it's like oh i'm so sorry you know that was my part and i didn't do it or that was my part i wish i hadn't said that i'm so sorry i didn't intend for that to to hurt you that way i'm so sorry just own it you know yeah. like it doesn't yeah. mean you have to be perfect it's not a recipe for perfection it's a recipe for connection because it's like hey i'm gonna own my part you're gonna own yours i'm gonna be responsible for my life you're gonna be responsible for yours and that is gonna breed trust and security and connection and isn't that what we all want in life really truly that's what we want isn't it interesting ashley you hear um the people who say well like this is just who i am or oh you don't like you just don't like me or right this i just i speak my mind i live in so much truth that i just speak my mind and that is i don't think there's anything more ignorant or self-centered than that yeah not having any concern or care for mm-hmm. how your words or actions impact those around you. Yes. Oh my gosh. And we're going to talk about this a little bit next week, but I'm going to hint at it now. Also your digital presence, same thing. Mm. It's like, who? Yeah. stop. No, you can't just be like that online. No, because you're no. rude. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why. Stop it. Because <laughs> you're rude. Oh, goodness. So I agree with you, Tiffany. You know, you know it's, would, wouldn't it be wild if the people, and again, I know this is, maybe a little bit too much of a teaser, but if the people who said wild things online had to say them in real life, in a microphone, in yes. front of all the people that they said them to yes. on the Facebook, Can everyone who follows imagine? them, everyone who comments, just mm-hmm. had to say that and deal with the aftermath of oh. that. I think it would be a different We would different change world. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really think we would. Mm-hmm. And we, we're so excited, excited for this topic of adulting because I think that... Mm-hmm. Um, we forget to check in with ourselves. We forget we do. that we are becoming at every stage and day of our life. And it's easy to think about it in the new year. So we're excited to, when, you're, when your head's already there, we're going to join you in that headspace and talk yeah. about things that matter. Yeah. But I think that it's so, so wise to remember, what am I willing to commit to? What, who's going to be let down? Who's going to be encouraged? Who is going to be served by my actions? Mm-hmm. How how are they going to be served by my actions? How is somebody going to be let down? Am I clearly communicating what I can and cannot do to those around me? Is somebody expecting something? Because I said yes, and now I have no intention of doing it. Am I communicating that? Am I yeah. and being able Come to on. take ownership of what I can and cannot do? I think it is just... Yes. I, and you know what? I got to be honest. It feels good to say no. Feels it good feels to say no awesome. Things. Yes. yes. And then it feels even better when you are able to say yes to the things you actually want to say yes to. There's so much peace of mind that comes from the no and comes from the yes. Agreed. Yes. Very, very early on in why, though, Ashley and I had an episode of why saying no is a good idea. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly the title, but you could search it in the in some of those older, earlier episodes. And just this idea of understanding your capacity of what you're saying yes to and no to. And yes. both Ashley and I are are authors and we share a podcast and we travel and speak and we do these things and we often get frequent requests for coffee dates and oh can I meet you for this or can I pick your brain for that or can I do that I could fill up a day I could fill up days (laughs) of those requests and I so badly want to serve people so one of the ways that I've found um, to do that is by if somebody specifically is asking oh how did you create SIP which is the Bible study some friends and I have started and it's um, been very fruitful we have so many women who come and and we have wine and a light meal and we rent out a restaurant and have Bible study in there and it's really beautiful. We have like music. It's it's a really sacred, glorious night. And that's I often get 
um, questions. Hey, can I buy you a coffee and pick your brain for an hour <clears throat> about mm-hmm. SIP? And I'm like, I've actually created a document that outlines all of our values and our secret sauce. I'd love to send that to you. You yeah, know, so perfect. finding ways to still serve that person and 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 be a blessing and encourage and help them out. But also, I only have so many hours in a day and to do what I need to do and do what I feel called to do. So yeah. finding ways to serve people, but also knowing when to say no, I think is so vital. It what is. about you? How do you manage that, Ashley? You know, same. I think sometimes I just had to send an email today that was like, hey, I know I'm three weeks behind on on this request, but I'm just not able to do it. Like that's the bottom line, honest truth. And I don't have the margin in my life to take care of it. And I want to so, so badly, but I cannot. And it just felt so good to do it. You know, it was like we had been communicating throughout that three week time, but I just realized I don't have two hours in my life plus travel time to come and do a meeting like this. And so it just felt great to say no. And I think that's what it is. You know, sometimes you feel those inner promises from the Lord to maybe meet with someone or be in, in person with someone. But sometimes I'll be like, Hey, I could do a 30 minute phone call with you. Yeah. Um, I can send you this information. Actually, I'd rather recommend so-and-so for this, you know, right. just like to be able to say no and to empower others who might be a better fit for something or who might also be looking for opportunities to, to provide their wisdom or their time or, you know, speak on a panel or do something like that. I think it's really important to think about like who else can serve this person. It doesn't have to be me. Um, and so that's kind of how I handle it. I think through who who's available who wants to do more of these things and then sometimes it's just a solid no because no is a complete sentence so it's a little bit of everything for me (laughs) I love I love how you pointing to the idea that your no is someone else's yes yeah that's beautiful I love that I've never thought of it like that that's good Ooh, that's good girl well listeners thanks for joining us for our first episode on adulting in this new year happy new year have a smoothie and Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> and live your best life. And we'll see you next live week. Your best life. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.